All right, what is going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And, well, I mean, you guys read the title. You know we're, you know we're doing it in the bivouac. And I am going to apologize ahead of time. That is right, I am opening this show up with an apology. This is a very serious offense at my advanced age. I haven't had my coffee yet. So we are operating on a protein bar and some crystal light. Yeah. Hey, we'll make it happen. Anyway. All right. That's enough of the, the joking around with the caffeine joke. So I hope everybody's fully caffeinated. You got a favorite beverage. You are ready for the show. It is going to be live Sunday, 10 a.m. Even though this is not Sunday at 10 a.m. So hoping everybody had a great week, got a chance to get out, get some riding done. And if not, that means you're suiting up right now to go get some riding done. Or maybe you're like me and bright and early 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. Nobody on the road kind of guy or person, you know, hey. Right. You know, you all know say. So, okay. This week, we've got somebody special on the air for episode number 130, 130 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. None other than Todd Zacker of Zacker Adventures. So, last night, finished up an interview, and as soon as I hit the stop recording button, I get a call from Todd, and he is absolutely excited about some stuff that's going down back east. And I said, well, you know what? Hey, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Let's get you on the show. Let's talk a little bit about it. This has been a long time coming. For those of you that are not familiar with what he does, he actually lives back out east, uh, eastern United States, does a lot of rides and things like that there. We'll let him talk about that, get a little bit more detail. But how I met Todd, very simple and actually really cool. Todd is one of the only guys, one of the select few in the ranks with Brett Fox. Who else do we have? Who else do we have? Brett Fox. I can see him. Lawrence Hacking. And a couple of other select few. That is right. Those are guys that have actually competed at the Baja Rally on adventure bikes. So that is how I met Todd Zachary. He was on his, what I believe is either a, I'm pretty sure it was a 1090. Uh, and that thing's an absolute animal of a bike. And to be out there running around and doing all of those dunes and all of the stuff that it was doing, my hat's off to them. And, and those guys that decide to take the challenge of the Baja Rally on an adventure bike. So very, very awesome to see that. Did very, very well. And, I, you know, hey, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. Big-ass bike, lots of horsepower. As I say that, as I haven't ridden my 790 nearly enough as much, but hey, great conversations yesterday it, all around. It was just a, a long day at work, but then uh, to get home and be able to have some conversations with a few of our future guests and what they are up to, what have they been doing and all of that fun stuff. So it was absolutely awesome. So question of the day, the question that I have been getting a lot of, and I have no way how to answer that at the moment, but is when is the Sonora rally going to be? What dates, what, what is, you know, what's Darren thinking? What, what, you know, what month, what, you know, we, we don't know. All we know is we got the Sonora rally school coming up. I believe that was in December, uh, future dates and details and all of that coming. Uh, but before we make it all the way to Sonora rally school in December and all the way to the Sonora rally next year, early in the year, I'm assuming, uh, we have got Baja Rally. Baja Rally going to be coming up in October, as usual, the first weeks of October. 
is when they will be going off here. Let me get you the dates really quick as I look it up at the same time that we're all talking about it here. All right. Six-day Baja Rally, October 1st through October 7th. So that is going to be coming up not too long, not too long from now. The entries are open at the moment. Uh, looks like they are in the current standard rate for applications. It is getting ready to jump up again for late entries here on August 1st. So if you're thinking about entering, now's the time to do it. Get that spot secured uh, before the entries jump up to the late entry fee, which is going to be actually almost about another $1,000. So pretty crazy. Definitely want to jump on that if you're thinking of going. Uh, a great event. If you haven't seen it, go to BajaRallyMoto.com. And you can see some of the pictures in the homepage. That's where I'm actually uh, cruising right now. A lot of greats down there. A lot of good times. I think that, you know, in, in that whole Catabinia area, Catabinia is the, that's, that's what, you know, I like. Yeah, look, they got a picture of Steve Varney down in the cactus. Okay, if nothing else, just go for the photos. Uh, let's see here. So what does the breakdown look like? And we'll reach out to the organization, see who we can get, uh, on here to talk about, give us a little bit of a preview show, but, uh, looks like Sunday, October 1st, going to be the registration in San Quintin, uh, no prologue stage, stage one on Monday, going to be San Quintin to Catavina. So right down to business, uh, for stage one, stage two, going to be a loop around Catavina stage three, going to be a marathon stage going Catavina by Los Angeles, LA Bay for those. Uh, and then on day four, stage four, that's Thursday, October 5th. You're coming back from Bahia de Los Angeles to Catabina. And then one more stage loop on Friday. That is going to be Catabina to Catabina. And for the final stage, you're coming back Catabina to San Quintin. So very, very awesome to see. Very picturesque. A lot of trails. A lot of work has gone down in there. Uh, Baja Rally being one of the few organizations that has the permits to run down in the famous uh, ecological preserve known as Valle de los Sirios. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's the Bujum trees, or for those of you that may not know this, it's basically the, the trees from the Dr. Seuss book. That's what they look like. So it's pretty cool. Big cactus, big rocks, moonscapes. I mean, it's just a very, very awesome, awesome, awesome place to be in and race around and do so. We'll see what's happening here in the next few uh, in the next few months. We are getting closer to it. Remember, it's right at the beginning of October. So definitely want to be paying attention to that. If you're looking at getting into it, definitely reach out to the organization. If you've got any questions uh, set up, things like that or anything that you may be curious about um, that you may be thinking about and not really sure. Happy to help. Of course, reach out to me on the Instagram. Uh, you can email me as well. Podcast at chasing any which way you'd like it, uh, we'll get a, get a hold of some people and we'll help get you help get you situated. So I think that's going to be really good. All right. So that is our intro. That is what is happening and what is coming on. So let's see if now we can get today's guest, Todd Zacker, on the phone here in just a second. Let me uh, switch over to this and then we're going to go to this. All right. Let's get him on the phone got to hit the do not disturb you know you don't want all these phone calls coming in Victor, how you doing todd morning morning how you doing yeah not not too bad it's uh what's that oh yeah it's friday morning <laughs> the days start to blend together i find with this whole adult life thing <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, hard to keep up with you. Know, I, I got talking on the phone so late last night. <laughs> I, 
I didn't get in. I didn't get home until uh, uh, three o'clock in the morning, and so I'm a little in the doghouse for getting home so late. And then uh, also because I told my wife I would stop and uh, help her help her mother out today with a car, and I knew I was doing it tomorrow anyway. But I was on the phone talking, and I drove right past her place. And so then I realized, well, I'm halfway home already. I might as well keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closer to here. Look, honey, I'm, you know, I rested. I need to have all five senses about me. You know, I want to make sure we get this right for your, <laughs> for your mother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reaching. <laughs> yeah, I was, no, I, I, I crawled into bed at three o'clock in the morning. My wife goes, you're making way too much noise. <laughs> Oh. oh, man. Well, you know what, though? I I can tell you it could have been worse. So how did it go with my mother's car? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That would have been the then it would have been like a rewind effect, you know. Uh. <laughs> no, she, she wasn't that nice. She just okay. said she says, you need to talk to my mother. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah yeah you need to yeah. you need to communicate with her i'm, I'm worn out yeah. yeah and we're done <laughs> nice anyway, sorry. but good no 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 not at all so all right you had you had a long day yesterday and i mean and, and you kind of told me what it was about but want to share what you were out doing i'm um, sure pretty uh, rad. It, it was it was it was amazing i got a chance to uh uh uh, go to Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky and watch, um, some car companies test their new rally cars. Uh, and so there's a new rally car coming out that I, I can't talk about, um, that's going to be hitting the rally circuit at the next race. And, uh, but I got to sweep the, uh, the course there and also clear the course because you don't have radio service. Even the, uh, emergency services don't through those areas. Interesting. In certain areas. And so, yes, if the fog sets in, they can't talk to the last guy or a couple of guys. So they basically just say, okay, uh, Moto's coming through. When Moto passes you, the, the, uh, the track is hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but so what they mean by the track is they got to run these just amazing, amazing, uh, force service and, uh, and county roads and if anybody's ever been if you if you've ever been in uh uh the east uh when they say a county road um that's you know just above a two track sometimes and so, so these 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 cars were testing in in there they're one one of the stretches was a five mile stretch and uh one of the cars was averaging 94 miles an hour Whew averaging yeah top speeding at on one course he top speed at uh 121 another one was 130 something i know that's nothing compared to a trophy truck or anything but these these roads there are parts where it's so narrow a trophy truck wouldn't be able to get through yeah well not much margin <laughs> yeah not much margin of error and you know and that also means not slowing down to 35 to take that 90 degree corner either <laughs> oh yeah it, it was it was so it was so funny and, and so so neat because uh the local community was all in both feet just jumped right in they had they had uh people from the state house of representatives they had senators they had 
planning board, uh, uh, economic development people, the commissioner of the state was there. I mean, this was this was unbelievable. The the amount of people they had out there and you know because you know how it is with rally you get out there and a lot of the times people don't want to see you mm-hmm. or or you know you know you know permitting is a is a nightmare yeah. and uh and it was just it was so neat to see all these people out there i mean forest service was out there and i mean they were smi- everybody was smiling from ear to ear one because those cars are freaking amazing and they just they take your they take your breath away when they drive by you mm-hmm. but also uh, uh just um the amount of impact economic impact to their area yeah. was 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 the biggest thing and they were very very excited about it um because you know they're they're not used to seeing you know they're all their airbnbs for that county be uh, rented out in a weekend mm-hmm you know local people getting the catering and you know you know how it is with those these teams when they roll in and so they see this and and they start seeing where their advertising dollars are going and um and their volunteer work is going and and you know the the local fire department got a check from uh from the uh the different testing companies. So everybody was very, very happy and everybody got fed very well because you know how it is in the South. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. No, that, but anyway, that's so awesome. That was super cool. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's awesome. And so you, so originally when we were talking, I thought you were doing it in a car. I'm like, Oh cool. I didn't know that you were, you know, I also did car stuff, but no, you were on your, on your adventure bike. Is that your, is it a 1090? Oh, so, so actually, <laughs> yeah, you remember the 1090, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've, uh, I've switched over. No, I was actually doing it on my 500, my KTM 500. I was doing the sweep on that. Oh, okay. Um, and, and the clearing and, uh, and yeah, the first, the first time I did it, the, uh, uh, the fire department and a couple of the corner workers, uh, I, I got this note yesterday from them. They go, all right, you're, you're stupid. You're insane. We don't even, you know, we, we think we're going fast when we go down these roads at 35, 45 miles an hour. Yeah. They go, we, can't, we clocked you coming down one of the straightaways at 92 miles an hour. And <laughs> then you were setting up for a turn and they go, that was just, they go, that's just crazy. So yeah, I was, I was on the, I was on the 500. I wouldn't, uh, uh, I, I did have my GS. I, I ride an adventure bike, you know, the 1200 or 1250 GS now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that, 1090 is just a hoodlum machine. Um, yeah, I did the Baja rally on it. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, my, but my wife put her foot down cause you just, you turn into an idiot when you get on that bike and, <laughs> and she's riding two up. She's not real happy about it. Uh, no, I wouldn't imagine that either. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so I got to, I get to sweep and, and, and that was kind of the bonus to it, but I was out there, uh, doing recon and, got a lot of information and a lot of uh, contacts and really spent a lot of time with forest service and the local counties, both sheriff, uh, fire and Re- EMS, fire and rescue, all those people. And, um, they're, they're wide open out there. They're, they just, they just want tourism dollars. Um, and so, uh, we're, we're, you'll be seeing something coming from that area for rally next year for motorcycle navigational roadbook navigational rally. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for sure. 
Good. Well, that, I mean, that is awesome to hear. And then, you know, kind of cool clearing it on a, on a bike. And I can, uh, I can imagine, you know, you setting up for a corner and it's kind of like, well, this ladies and gentlemen is how you back a corner, <laughs> back a bike into a corner. <laughs> well, so for the uninitiated, that looks pretty violent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, what's funny about it was they thought I was, uh, they said, Oh, it was, it was kind of really cool. You went through one corner and you, uh, you know, kind of did a little something for for the spectators and i go that was not planned <laughs> <laughs> it may have looked planned but no ladies and gentlemen that was absolutely not planned <laughs> that's right that's right yeah and uh but also with it it was you know it, that's a different kind of uh riding than than you know roadbook navigation yeah. um you know you're running a little bit harder but you're also not running at race pace uh when you're clearing mm-hmm. um but it's but you know you are you you get a chance to open it up you're going to do it when you're on a closed course in the woods mm-hmm. or, or just a, on a road yeah. so you're going to take every bit of advantage of that oh yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and if there's room to do it and you know everybody knows you're coming and i mean that's the uh I mean, I guess you could look at it this way is you kind of have to give them something to talk about, because if you come by putting by, it may be very un, unattractive or not as attention getting yeah. as yeah, when yeah. you come flying by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you come flying by, you're like, oh, OK, you know, the excitement kind of actually builds up a little bit. So I guess, you know. There's some science to it. At least that's what we're going to call it. (laughs) So so you've got um, so something that there's actually two things coming up. You've got an event coming up in the fall uh, that you've been working on. um, But then you've also been doing some rally schools and some smaller rally events. What's uh, let's talk about that before we get to your fall event. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of just a quick background, you know, I do training for adventure bikes and stuff like that. And, and what I saw, um, you know, one, I love navigational road, uh, road book rallies, um, and doing the, the event out there in Baja really opened my eyes to that whole industry and the people that are in it and that whole community, everything else. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then coming back here, you know, I train people on adventure bikes and the people that are on adventure bikes are, you know, your middle-aged, uh, people going through either a midlife crisis or they just have some disposable income and they're going out and buying these bikes and, and which kind of scares me sometimes because, you know, a lot of them say they have dirt bike experience, but yet they're, they're, you know, their dirt bike experience or riding experience was their cousin's dirt bike back in the eighties that, you know, they may have rode across the field once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so it's not real great. And they're hopping on a 120, 140 horsepower machine. And that's their, their bike for riding on dirt. And it's just, it's just way too much. So what I've been trying to do is I've been kind of down people back and getting them to the, the midsize bikes more. Yeah. Well, um, when I was doing that, I was like, well, shoot, you know what? There's this Valley Navigator app. It's free. Um, I want to start getting the dual sport guys out here doing stuff with us. Not only, you know, not only the adventure guys, but the dual sport guys. So I was trying to find a low cost of entry into rally. And with Rally Navigator having that free app, it's basically a glorified PDF reader with, um, you know, with the the odometer reading, the GPS odometer reading, uh, speed reading and cap heading. worked out really, really well for what I ended up doing. And because, you know, not only a dual sport guy um, could get a, you know, just use either their current phone, a dual sport guy or an adventure bike guy could use their phone 
or they could use a, a, a cheap tablet. I mean, matter of fact, one thing I did the first time I did it was I just went online, bought a $25 LG tablet, mounted it up with a mount that I made myself mm-hmm. um, off of uh, uh, one of my old roadbook reader mounts mm-hmm. and grabbed a Bluetooth uh, uh, toggle that, you know, off of Amazon for nine ninety nine, And so for, you know, 40 bucks, I was, I was in the game with a good, you know, a, a good setup. Mm-hmm. And, and so I went out and, you know, I, I mapped out all these courses. I started marketing, doing a mock rally and I did my first event and I had some older guys on, on GSs and they're like, well, we're not racers. And I'm like, well, this really isn't a race. This is, this is more testing your navigational skills. And like, what do you mean? And, you know, it's, it's hard to get people to understand you're not using your GPS and you're not using, <laughs> and you're, and you're not using a map. Mm-hmm. You got to read what I wrote down for you. <laughs> you have to follow what I wrote down for you kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so the first one, you know, I mean, it wasn't very big. It was, you know, uh, I think it was like eight people. Um, and, but the, the chatter got out about it. And the next year, you know, everybody who did it was like, you have to do this. You have to do this, do this again. So this past spring, I was like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. I put it out there and, and a couple guys, you know, showed up that I didn't expect to show up, um, that were, you know, kind of higher level riders and stuff like that. And what I did was I did it as, uh, two different routes, um, did it with a dual sport route and an adventure route. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, um, you got the dual sport guys that wanted a little more of a challenge, um, both navigational and, uh, terrain wise. And then you venture guys that were just out to get to Starbucks and back. Not really. It wasn't that easy, but, um, you know, it's a joke. And, and, uh, uh, but anyway, um, just, you know, so that they didn't have to be pushing bikes over rocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but same, same mileage. Um, and so it was, it, uh, how I had it planned out was, you know, everybody would come in the day before I gave them a practice route so that they could get familiar with it. Um, gave them a measured mile so they could, uh, 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 calibrate their, their odometer readings on their, uh, GPS units. Cause you know, some, you know, if they were using phones, most Apple product was working fine or an iPad or something like that, that was tracking fine. And Android would be a little bit off. So we had to adjust that whether it was a phone or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, we also had guys with the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, original, paper book road book with their icos and and the uh uh you know the, the uh completely plugged in electronic sorry mm-hmm. uh, not manual feeding but so yeah i mean we we had it all and uh so that was it was really neat to see the mix of people and what i how i planned it out was you know i had had them do the measure mile had them do the 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 test route they didn't have to do the sample route um but just about everybody who did it was really glad they did because you know there's little little things in the uh the reading of the road book and understanding the person who wrote the road book what they're thinking Mm -hmm. for their you know as you're moving forward so um and then you know saturday morning you know, first thing in the morning, everybody grabbed a, uh, a biscuit, you know, an egg bacon or egg cheese, whatever biscuit um, that, you know, we had catered in at a riders meeting and we launched everybody in, uh, I think it was 30 second or one minute intervals. And uh, 
you know, it was, it was super cool. Uh, the guys, it was, what was really funny was the adventure guys went in one direction and the, uh, dual sport guys went in another direction, like a hundred feet off the start. <laughs> and, and so I said, do not follow anybody. Yeah. If you think they're in your class, don't follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, navigate yourself. And, uh, uh, and I thought everybody was doing good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I launched the whole crew and, you know, we had end up having about 30, uh, 30 participants in it and which was a great turnout. I thought, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm sitting there at the, at the tent and I'm tearing the tent down so I can go out cause I need them at lunch and I grill out in the forest for them. So when they rolled in, they had, you know, they got to sit and chatter and everything else, you know, both the adventure guys and dual sport guys. But as I'm tearing this all down and I'm throwing it in my truck to get ready to go out to the uh, uh, lunch spot, a guy goes by <laughs> and he goes, I'm going the right way, right? No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, just the- <laughs> I said, no, uh, so sorry. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be going back by me, trust me, <laughs> not until yeah. later today. So so that was pretty funny. And I just, I said, I said, uh, and I pointed him to the tulip that, you know, he needed to be on. And I pointed at the end of the driveway because we were on a hundred acre farm. So, so they did uh, a mile and a half before they even got off the farm. Oh, gotcha. Navigating. And, and, you know, real intense, short uh, uh, navigational uh, or, you know, short distances between tulips because that way they're, they're being, uh, mindful to be checking their tulips and, and understanding, you know, this is navigational. This is not a race mm-hmm. or, you know, as they say, we can, we can call it a competition now if the MA told me, but not a race. Yeah. So, but, you know, with that said, you know, we went out and lunchtime, there was all kinds of chatter. I mean, the guys were just loving, like they had a blast the morning session. Um, I brought gas out to them, um, and it just ended up being a uh, great lunch, launched everybody back out. One guy, actually one of the top guys, really, really fast guy. He, uh, he busted out of there with another one and was trying to catch him and ripped his front tire off on a, on a rock, Ooh. just going a little too fast on the forcer or actually it was more of a Jeep trail mm-hmm. and, and I think Jeep, Jeep trail it's, it's almost a single track. And, and so he, 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 he calls me up real quick. Cause there's not very many places you get cell service. And, and he's like, Hey, uh, do you have an inner tube? And I'm like, no, I don't. I says, but roll back here. And he rolled back and another competitor had come back for something. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we went to work on it and it just wasn't going to work out. So we threw him on, it was the end of his day, but we were able to get him back, you know, right on the trailer that I took out. And then that evening we had a big, uh, event, you know, a, a dinner and everything else, uh, to celebrate, um, what was really, really nice is my sponsors for my, uh, adventure school, mm-hmm. uh, threw a lot of money at it, um, climbed through, uh, $500. It was, it was awesome of them to throw $500 in gift cards to the competitors, um, and then also Outback Mototech threw $250 at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local motorcycle shop threw a hundred dollar gift card at it. Green Chili Adventure gear was, was awesome. They, I, I said something to them and they sent me a Z drag. They sent me a, uh, you know, the bike recovery system. The, uh, then he, they sent me a dynamic toe strap and, uh, some tie downs and stuff like that. And you did just to give away as, uh, door prizes. And, and that was, so, so there was, you know, it was, it was neat seeing all the, uh, uh, eat how, how well the sponsors 
you know, supported the event. And then the local people, what was really cool about it was I knew the local ranger and, you know, we had, you know, our permitting and everything else uh, that we needed for it. And he shows up at, at, at dinner and I'm thinking to myself, all right, he's a super nice guy. I know this guy and he shows up and I'm just going, Oh my gosh, I'm in trouble today. <laughs> and, and he comes and he comes up and I said, Hey, you know, grab yourself something to eat and everything. And he, he eats, he sits down, he's eating. And um, I start doing the awards and I, you know, I was just thanking everybody for coming out and everything. And, and I, you know, thanked him for what we were, you know, what he was letting us do here. Mm-hmm. And he just stood up and he goes, I'm mad. And I said, what? And he goes, I forgot it was today. I wanted to do it with you guys. Uh. So, so he's like, no, we, you know, he says, what you guys did was amazing. We're, we're all for this. Um, and you know, but we, we, you know, we put in speed zones where we needed speed zones. Um, a lot of the roads, a lot of the trails that we ran, you just, you just can't run at speed on them. Um, it was, it was quite hilarious, uh, how I, how I kind of timed things for people because I didn't want people speeding. So what I did is I gave a, a set time. I said, okay, each one of these routes have a set time mm-hmm. instead of having people, you know, try to race for speed. They're trying to keep it a set time. And so how we did it is we took the roads and actually uh, figured out how many mileage in each uh, mile per hour, mm-hmm. you know, each speed zone. Yeah. And and when I say speed zone, the only place we really put a speed zone was in the national park where they went through uh, the, I say national park, it's uh, the Blue Ridge uh, Parkway. They had to drive down a little ways to liaison between uh, dirt roads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, other than that, you know, we just put in the speed, uh, you know, 35 miles an hour on, uh, Jeep trails and, and, and different, uh, trails like that and for service. And then, you know, the regular speed limits on the road. Well, there's one road that's that everybody had to take that was 55 miles an hour. And it's the tightest, windiest paved road we have in the area. And so nobody was averaging that speed. So when everybody came in and I was calculating the speeds, I'm like, gosh, nobody is near what I expected mm-hmm. on speed. And, and some of the guys were like, man, I was doing everything I could to, you know, just get to the end. I mean, they were like, you know, what? I wasn't worried about meeting your time. I, was, I just wanted to do it. I was, you know, I'm reading it and I'm trying to go as, as quick as I can and everything else. And, nobody i don't think anybody was within 10 or 15 minutes of the set time and when i say that they were all over it way over it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so they were like what so so it was it was cool so that what that told me was you know what everybody was very uh uh, courteous of the time and everything else um or or, i'm sorry of the of the area and so that will bring us back but so but before you know coming up to the event what we did was we did uh evening uh meetings um just online training with reading road books and what to expect um because a lot of these people hadn't done it and so you know for two or three weeks prior to the event i would go i would uh set a two-hour slot and i'd say all right we're going to do a road book uh icon and road book review basically what you're going to be expect you know what what you're looking at on your dash and what you should be reading and stuff like that. And that was, that was very, very helpful for the guys I'm doing that. So, so 
um, that's, that's kind of how that all ran. It was, it was such a big hit. There wasn't one person that didn't say, I can't wait to come back. Matter of fact, a lot of them are upset because, uh, the, I, I've set up a new one for this fall and it's going to be, uh, the weekend of October. Well, actually I think it's what September, I can't look at my calendar, September 30th, uh, I think is what it is. Let me, let me check here real quick. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, um, but yeah, the biggest the biggest feedback I'm getting is are the people that can't make it for the for the day. So yeah, so we're doing it uh, the 29th. Well, the 30th is the day of the event. That's that's the day of the mock rally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the 29th of September, we're going to have uh, uh, you know a sample route, um, you know measured mile stuff like that. And what we'll do is we'll again we'll cater in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, forum and uh, uh, on, on the day of the event, we'll have the measured mile the day before. We'll have the uh, the te- uh, the uh, sample ride the day before, and also the the place that we do the event. They have free camping, so that's included in the in the event fee. So you get camping on Friday and Saturday night. Um, and, and usually, you know, some, a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to leave after the event on Saturday. Well, after they start drinking a couple beers with us around the, the fire pit, you know how that goes. Yeah. Doing some bench <laughs> racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. So, so that's, yeah. So we're planning it again. It's going to be a different, um, location of routes, which is, which is really cool. Cause where we're at here in Virginia, this is going to be in, uh, uh, it's going to run out of Greenville, Virginia at Penn Merrill farms mm-hmm. there. Um, and, uh, the, the nice thing that we have there is, I mean, we have thousands of miles of forest service, Jeep trail, that type of, of riding and just some amazing twisty, uh, paved roads in that area. So, you know, we're going to run everybody out in a completely different direction than we ran them this last time. Um, the dual sport route will be, um, we, we had a very, very challenging point in the last dual sport route. The, this one will have some very challenging spots if you don't pick line selection properly as you're navigating through. Um, but it's all doable. Every, everything that the dual sport guys do, I, I actually pre-ride on my GS and everybody goes, well, that's not that difficult. Well, um, this past, <laughs> past one, <laughs> there, there was a, there was a hero section that there's only two people in the group that really had done it on a, a big bike. And that was, I don't know if some of your listeners might know who Ben Fopp is. Ben Fopp's one of my instructors, but he's the GS trophy uh, qualifier for the U S he was one of the top three guys in the U S that went off and represented the U S for BMW on um, the BMWs. So, and, and that was his training ground was, was those roads. And, uh, uh, there's, there's one that's called an alternate and it takes uh, a mile or a mile and a half off of your route. So, you know, you save a lot of time if you can make it right up it, but it's a, it's a challenge. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, we'll have challenging sections for the dual sport guys, the adventure guys. I, I try to, you know, they're going to have some amazing gravel roads, amazing forest service roads. Um, they're just not going to be, you know, as challenging as the, the dual sport routes. So in a couple of guys, a couple of guys that have done rally have, uh, were out there. It was, it was really nice. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it worked out really well. And, and yes, we provide both digital and uh, paper road books. Okay, nice. 
Yeah. So that, I mean, it, it opens the door because I mean, I, I like the, you know, I like the, I, the analog feel, right. I like the idea of paper and, and just that whole, um, I don't know. I don't know what you necessarily want to call it, but I just enjoy that whole thing. You know, it's like old school, but yeah. you know, that's not to say that if you're looking for, if you're looking to get into it and, and I think you, you, you came across and set up a really interesting setup, right. Doing it with basically a, a really cost effective, uh, tablet off of Amazon and, and a simple controller. And it's just enough to get you out there, you know, and yeah. worst case scenario, you put it for sale on the local marketplace and it'll sell to some, you know, some kid or somebody, you know, that's looking for something to play games on or whatever, but it's enough to get you out there. And yeah, is it sunlight readable at noon in, you know, direct sunlight or whatever now, but you yeah. know what, it, it's enough to get out there. Mm-hmm. So. I just, I, I, in, in, and I think that's the key, you know, once you get people doing rally, as you know, and your listeners know, um, it's addictive. And, you know, I was, I, I, I actually had three or four people message me, you know, some explicitives, uh, the next day after, and they go, I, I, I hate you. And <laughs> I'm like, what? And they're like, I can't wa- stop watching video about rally. <laughs> you know, I, I did not realize how exciting and exhilarating this was. Yeah. And, and so it was, uh, so it's, it's really neat to see a lot of these guys and, and now they're all getting excited about the next event coming up. Um, and you know, I think we're, we're at about 40 riders now. Um, we'll, we'll cap it at about 75, maybe, um, it just depends on uh, capabilities of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not capabilities of the routes because the routes can accommodate uh, the the area, the volume, all that. That's that's not an issue at all. Um, it's really just whether or not the venue uh, wants to wants to handle that. Because w- w- another thing that's nice about it is, yes, you can camp there. Um, they have showers and everything else at the, at the place, but they also have lodge rooms. Um, they have cabins, they have cabinets, they have a, uh, they have a bike shop. Matter of fact, uh, we, we did a lot of work on bikes, uh, before and after the event. Um, they have a full on bike shop with lifts and everything else for, for use to the, uh, to the community, which is, which is super cool that they do that for anybody who stays there. Yeah. Um, or I should say the, the people that are staying at the location. Mm-hmm. And so, so it makes it nice. You know, you don't have to be as, you can be as rugged or posh as you want, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, glamping is, is, is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's, it, 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 so again, it comes back to, you know, what, what's your price of entry? Um, you know, what, what can you, what do you want for price of entry or what's your cap? Um, you can come in and you can actually do this event all in for the cost of the event. And gosh, I forgot what I even have it up for, but it's, you know, uh, I want to say it was two, I think it's two forty nine for this next one. I have to look on my website. Yeah. See, I'm not, not real prepared. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> well, speaking, well that's, actually, that's a perfect transition. Speaking of website, what is the website? Uh, ZacherAdventures.com. All right. And that's C-A-C-K-E-R. A lot of people like to uh, throw add, the C-H uh, in there. Right. Either C-H or A-R-Y, but it's just ZacherAdventures.com. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. I have it put down this Friday, the 29th, because that's the day we want you coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, uh, but it shows it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm way off. I said 149. Uh, let's let's try 179 for your listeners there, Victor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Limited time only. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We we just we're, we're doing it. You know, we're just trying to cover our costs because I want to see more people in rally. Mm-hmm. I love this this type of event. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it covers our insurance, our permitting. Um, the only the only real stipulation that I get any kind of buck back from anybody usually is you have to be an AMA member to do the event. Yeah. Um, so so you know what that does push it up to you know in the two somethings if you're not an AMA member yeah. already. But it's, you know, I mean, and it's for good reason. It's supporting the American Motorcycle Association. And then, yeah, if there's any like insurances and things like that associated with it, you know, that helps. So yeah. I that, and, and that's you, you can't do these events without someone like that. Um, you know, I went I went through the chartering for AMA to get chartered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I do that every year and and all my events get sanctioned, whether they're a training event or if they're a. a a mock rally like this, I, I sanction them because they can insure us and they, they, you know, and they can insure us for, you know, not just, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever, you know, a couple million dollars is what they insure us for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really helps us out as long as we, you know, it protects us, it protects the riders, it protects the, the property that we do it on. And, uh, and it's, it's not like, the charge of some, some events, um, which makes it really nice so that we can do, uh, you know, lower cost entry or, mm-hmm. you know, lower fees. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that is cause that's usually the killer in any, any of the events or any of that kind of stuff. That's usually the stuff that, you know, blows the drives, the entry fees up even higher and higher is, you know, all the permitting costs and all of the research and stuff. You got all the back end work, you know, gets very, very expensive. And especially the more counties, the more organizations you have to deal with. Everybody wants to put, you know, I'm not going to say they want a piece of an act of the action, but they just, Hey, that's, if you want to put foot, you know, you want to set foot on these trails or do this, you know, well, <laughs> it's going to cost right. you. <clears throat> Yeah. And, you know, another thing that's really nice about the area we're in, it's good and bad. It's kind of a double edged sword. Um, we're in a very uh, we're we're doing a lot of our events, our old coal uh, industry areas or timber industry areas. And, and we all know that those those industries are basically almost non-existent anymore. They're they're very depressed areas. So, you know, when they get people coming through, um, they, they, they really rely on that. Those tourism dollars or, or these dollars that they get from events where people are coming in and just spending money in their local community. So you, you get a different, different vibe from the people. That's what I love about it. Um, you know, you get some areas where people are like, we don't want you here. Well, you know, you ask that gas station down the road, um, when he has a hundred bikes stopping in it, what he thinks of having, those bikes come through there, you know, he, he's, he's whistling a different tune. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's, you know, like with this event, um, this past one, I didn't do it, but this, this coming one, um, I'm actually going to have, uh, some mandatory stops. Uh, and when I say mandatory stops, there'll be gas stops that twofold one. So I don't have to carry gas for people cause I carried gas for the last one, which wasn't a big deal. But you know what? I'd rather you stop at the local gas station, do a 
five, 10, 15 minute stop, whatever it's going to be, um, or 20 stop, um, get your fuel, grab a snack from inside, you know, and, and they always have something just really cool sitting there. If you, you know, at, at the counter, you know, they may have a, uh, a country ham biscuit sitting there at the corner that the lady down the street had made, you know, that morning or whatever, or, or whatever, you know, um, just, just something to, uh, you know, give you a snack and get you through the rest of the thing. Cause the way I've planned it out, they, you know, you're going to have to pass, uh, two gas stops because some of the dual sport bikes just aren't going to make it. Um, adventure bikes obviously won't be able to make it through the whole thing, but you know what, we're still going to slow them down and make them stop. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, and and you know, I mean, sometimes it's that four stop, you know, to make sure you you're you're keeping up because I mean, it's that's one of the other things is like, oh yeah, I can ride, you know, two hundred mile ride or three hundred mile ride in a day on an adventure bike, yeah, that you know, doable, okay, but uh, a lot of people that haven't done rally before don't understand. There's also a mental fatigue side to it, having to navigate, and if you started a downward spiral where you know just missed a couple of notes and it's in your head and you can't clear your head of it, it just yep. mentally starts to tax you much more than the physical does. Physical, I mean, throw the road book away and say, I'm, whatever, I'm just going to go ride. You know, you'll mm-hmm. go do double the less what's left of the stage and not even think about it. But the mental right. aspect is what, so no, I, I, I completely agree. I think that's a really good idea, you know, especially also for the local economy. Cause that's, I, it, the whole rally thing is a whole different sport compared to a lot of the other one, you know, a lot of the sprint racing stuff, they're out in the middle of nowhere, everything is time, you know, so yeah. you're not going to get that. So no, right. I think that's, right. I think that's really, that's really good. And how many years have you been doing this now? Um, well, this will be, well, that, uh, last year was my first year doing these little mock rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, because of the, the, the demand from the spring event, I was just, you know, I, that's all I was planning on doing is one every spring. Everybody's like, no, we want more. Mm-hmm. And, and actually I had multiple people say, if you could put on maybe three or four of these events a year, mm-hmm. we'd all show up. You know, because I mean, obviously, it's a, it, it's like going to an event. You know, like adventure bike rallies. You know, where people just go and show up, and you know, they do a couple routes and hang out, and you know, camaraderie and everything else. But this throws another, you know, the navigational part throws in a whole nother uh, uh, aspect. And you know, I to- tell everybody, you know, I do it just like you do at the the rallies, where you know, at the paper guys, they'll get them the night before. Mm-hmm. The digital guys. You get them when, uh, in the morning, you get them uh, about an hour before I send them out in an email. So you got to be ready to upload them into your system nice. before you pull up at the thing, you know, and, and I explain that at the rider meeting before we start launching riders and I make sure, obviously make sure everybody got the email, you know, while we're sitting there, make sure everybody's uploaded. If they don't know how, make sure somebody gets on, you know, helps them upload it, um, digitally. Uh, cause that was, that was, you know, probably the biggest issue this year was just people understanding how to do it, how to get it uploaded. Um, we had, if you had came in a day before, you know, like I would say all, but maybe one or two of the riders did, mm-hmm. um, they already learned how to upload it because, you know, I send them the sample route yeah. and, and the measured mile so that they could, they could get it. But, um, you know, 
that, you know, I was telling you yesterday, the one thing I, I don't like about doing the rallies is I don't get to compete in them. I don't get to do that. <laughs> and, and, and I have some just amazing ones coming up. Like this, this next one is just going to be so much fun. But on the contrary of that, you know, mm-hmm. back to that double-edged sword with it, um, I get to ride it, you know, six times before you guys get to ride it, which some people are like, well, that's kind of boring. Well, no, when you go on some of these routes, I, I can go, there was, there was a couple roads that I literally went over multiple times, not because the road book was off because I just loved riding the route. Mm-hmm. It was just so neat. So beautiful. I mean, I had, I had one route where I actually turned the guys around and sent them right back up the same way they came yeah. because the road was so beautiful. And, and there was not a competitor that did not say, you know, did not say something about that road. They were just like, that was amazing. Cause you know, we have a, it, the, the road had a Creek, that was, or I shouldn't say, I guess we'd call it a creek. They call it a river. Mm-hmm. It was just a whitewater creek that ran for seven miles along this uh, road. And this road climbed, you know, a, you know, like 15 or 2000 feet, you know, in that, in that seven miles. And you're just going, you know, right along that there's campsites along it. There's a Bigfoot out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> just only one or two competitors noticed it, Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it was just, it was just beautiful, you know, in the scenery and, and everything else. And that's, you know, a couple of the guys were, you know, the adventure guys, they're like, I, I, I was getting lost because I was too busy looking around at some of the, you know, some of the scenery instead of reading my next note. <laughs> So, so it was kind of, it was kind of cool. Nice. Well, and that's, you know, and, and that's the, again, the big thing with rally is, you know, maybe, maybe one of those guys had been down that road before, maybe, you know, or a few of them or whatever, but it's, it's just still so new and so unknown when, you know, you know, what's, you don't really have an expectation of what's coming when you don't have mm-hmm. a GPS file, you know, with a road book, you're, you're, you're so busy navigating that when you look up and then you realize like, Oh, I'm actually here. And it's a very different, you know, it's like, I, I don't know for, I guess I can associate it to the, when you first started riding a motorcycle, it was Uh probably your commute to work. And the commute was completely different after you started riding your motorcycle to work. And, you know, And so this is the same thing. Now you're taking that same motorcycle. Well, now you're navigating using a map. You're not using your brain to follow the road that you've always taken or the way you've done it because there could be little differences, but it just completely changes it once again, though, the oh, yeah. area you're in. 100% pre-riding these routes, even though I've rode, you know, I've, I've been here riding these routes for years. You know, I've, there's some of these roads I've probably went, over a thousand times mm-hmm. and and i still when i'm doing it this way it's just it's so much different and i just enjoy it so much and in fact my wife gets upset because you know a lot of times i'll try i'll do the pre-riding during the week mm-hmm. and 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 checking these things out and she's like that's not fair and i'm like what do you mean she goes i want to ride these routes with you you know, you're, you're getting the best part of it. You're getting to do all this fun stuff while I have to work. <laughs> well, like, how is well, that is... fair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, 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 you know, 
perfect example. You know, we, her and I have rode these routes, camped on these roads, everything else, you know, so many, so many times, but yet you go out there and you do it. You add that little difference. You know, it's just like you're saying, you know, you used to do it in a car and then you go to a bike and it's a different route going to work Mm -hmm. um, or it's a different, different experience altogether. I mean, you smell the guy smoking that cigarette in front of you when you stop, you, you know, you, you can, you, you drive by that house, you know what they had for breakfast, Mm -hmm. um, kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then with this, you know, you're, you're used to riding these roads, but you know what, you don't remember, you know, you may not have turned down this way or you've not came, got to this point by taking these three roads instead of, you know, one road, um, you know, kind of labyrinth through to get to where you need to be to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, it's really neat. I, I love it. I love the rally industry or the community i love the uh the whole all the events um and i just i can't wait to get more people out doing it um you know one with these mock rallies um next year will be in kentucky um you know i think i can safely say you know after all my meetings this week that we're definitely going to have something there um it just got to pick out time and dates and and stuff like that and it will be a uh a, a more it'll be different than the mock rallies. It'll be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll team up with the right people and, and, uh, have the right time type of event for everybody. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that would be awesome. And, and like, yeah, from what you mentioned, it sounds like there was a, there was a great, there was all the people you needed to talk to all in one, all in one event at that time. So I think that that's, uh, I mean, it's a very, very positive, you know, outlook on that. Yeah, no, it was, the, the feedback from the community was amazing. Um, the, the local authorities, um, the different, uh, economic development people, you know, just like I was saying earlier, even the state representatives, everything else, it was, they were just like, give us more, give us more, you know, mm-hmm. help, help our community out. What can we do for you? Um, to, to make this successful for you so that your people want to come back again. Um, and, and that's what it's, that's what it's like. And I'm, I, I guess I kind of think of it as probably, I don't know if it's still this way, but I can imagine when everybody started rallying in, in Mexico, that had to be the way the community was and, you know, very welcoming, very happy to see, uh, um, kind of thing. And, and just, you know, help, help us help ourselves kind of thing with the communities yeah, and get their economic impact on that. Yeah. I mean, and that's how it goes. You know, I think the biggest, um, I mean, at, at least here stateside, something that can be drawn on is the, is the BDR routes, the backcountry discovery routes. You know, it's a similar right. thing. They create the route. Now you're going to be funneling people through these towns, you know, that want to do this in the adventure bike community. And so this just adds to it. If, if there is no BDR in that route or in that area, yeah. and if there is, then great. It's just one more event, one more thing that's going to help draw uh, draw a crowd. And it, you know, part of me, I, you know, living in California, I feel like it's kind of, there's a shame with so many locked gates and stuff like that, you know, that it could be limiting some of this stuff, you know, for, for these small communities, for these small little towns where, you know, they, um, I'm trying to think where we were out in Mojave, you know, there's like this one general store out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and we do the SoCal rally and Mm -hmm. I, I show up and everybody's there. You know, yes. so it's like, is it business that they see throughout the year? Yeah, they, they, 
what they may see an entire quarter they just got in one day yeah you know so yeah i'm i'm 100 percent behind it i think that that's the way to do it and and especially with all the rules you can put you know you can put speed limits you can you know route people different ways um you know you're slowing people down i mean there's there's a ton of stuff that could be done that just helps the the impact locally as far as what people may be concerned about you know people smoking through town and things like that so so in 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 your list that's twofold though and this is this was what was very interesting and this was actually pointed out to me by the forest service guys and the the local uh law enforcement Mm -hmm. was um you know we yes we want restrictions in certain areas mm-hmm. but they pointed out to me there were roads that have no speed limits and i'm like <laughs> I said, what and, and, and you know like coming from these guys and they're like yeah no this this whole area right here has no speed limits yeah so, yeah. so you're not breaking the law to be speeding mm-hmm. you know to be going at whatever speed you want to go and i'm like it was like my head exploded <laughs> And, yeah. and I said, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, no, this is, this is true. And then, um, another part of it is the private land out there. The private landowners are old mine, uh, coal mines. Okay. And those, those, those people that manage those, um, let people ride. Them. Mm-hmm. So they're open and, and, uh, uh, you know, the the uh the developer or the economic guy who i'm working with he covers 36 counties out there and um which is probably an area the size of uh uh heck (laughs) an an area probably the size of trying to think of a state out there that would be uh, out west is too big to to use i can use this eastern state but you know something the size of uh, uh maryland or or uh, uh, New Jersey or something like that, and so he's over that whole area, and he's like, "We can ride anywhere in this you want to ride." Yeah. And, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh no, we you know the land management people here are all private. They have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres in places. So if you need to run, you know, let people just loose." They will have, you know, you can send them on navigational on 250,000 acres. And so, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, we're able to run them anywhere we want to run them. And and when you're on that, you know, these are timed events. Mm-hmm. And they're, and, 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 and as, as AMA keeps, keeps telling me, they're a competition. They're not a race, mm-hmm. but they're a competition. <laughs> we'll keep it as a recreation. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is because I know um, as participants, a lot of people are like, man, they're just so restrictive to do and everything else in the U S um, you know, with speeds and, and, and everything else, all the regulations, you know, I, I don't know exact regulations. I know spark arresters obviously are going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about uh, sound decibels. I think that might be a, an issue, but really, you know, other than that, and your and your bike is street legal in the state that you're in. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be the, those are going to be the uh, bike requirements. Yeah. So that's basically anybody running rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of the requirements usually is that the bike has to be able, you know, it has to be road going. It has to have the ability to be on, you know, on public highways. 
Um, yeah. You know, down in Mexico, not, you know, not so much, but anything you ride up here, I mean, it's just kind of a known thing. You need to be able to, it has to be street registered uh, to be on yep. their insurance and that kind of stuff. And, and yeah, and you know, it, that's an interesting point, right? You get into the, 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 the specs of it, right? You know, okay, does it have turn signals? Does it have a horn? Does it have all of these things? But then also um, for the forest service, you know, the, the decibels, the spark arrester, I, I feel like it's, um, most people adhere to that anyway. You know, you can buy an off the shelf exhaust. I don't think most people out there are out there, you know, pulling restrictors and doing all of this stuff just for the sake of making more noise. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people doing that, but I, I feel like for the most part, the rally community is, is mindful of that, you know, and, and it's not a race bike, a wide open exhaust isn't going to help you if it's not tuned to the T to right. have that wide open exhaust. So, I mean, yeah, all you're doing is killing we're, your we're not, we're not professionals. Yeah. We're not professionals. Yeah. And you know, and so we don't, we don't need that extra 10% or whatever to get us to those speeds or those competitive levels. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, it, but I'll tell you what, when I was out there, those cars weren't under those decibels. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have an engineer back home and you know, wherever the manufacturer is, it was literally watching the live data on a, you know, super gigabit internet stream. So before the driver lifted, they knew he was going to lift. So they had right. that car tuned to the T there's not a single lazy cylinder on that thing. You know, so oh, God. it was, <laughs> it was they come back every time with it and, and boom, there's a computer. And what I'll, I'll tell you the part that blew me away and, and everybody said the same thing. Um, these guys, uh, the, this one team that was out there, they have these aluminum like pipes that hold the, the car up. And when I say pipes, they're not the pipes that go down in the ground. They're like a little A-arm. Mm-hmm. Like you know the old uh, you know on dirt bikes how you have the one that goes in the oh yeah the, the axle, axle uh-huh. to to hold it up it was like that except for a guy would go under the front with a jack jack the whole car up like two two feet off the ground mm-hmm. three feet off the ground and then they put this thing in just like just like that in the side except for it's aluminum pipes yeah in that shape on both sides two of them and then they drop it down and while the car's running they're running it through the gears and guys are underneath it, looking at it and checking things. And I'm like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely Uh, not. (laughs) There's an Instagram account that is OSHA. Is this okay? That would be a great, I mean, that would have been a great like mini clip video, but then again, you would probably never have been invited back if that leaked. (laughs) Impressive (laughs) to see, but you got to be there to to see that. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. That's, you know, I've worked a lot of years on cars and I know better. <laughs> so, so yeah, for those playing the home game, you know, that's stuff that you want a certified welder doing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, awesome. yeah, well, that, that's super cool. But yeah, the, the rally I'm, I'm super pumped about it coming up. Um, the one this fall, um, if anybody you know is interested, they can reach out to us. But also, I, I just want to make it a very su- uh, successful event yeah. um, for this next one. I want to get the hype going for next year. The guys in Kentucky um, working very closely with me, talking with me. And I, I they, they basically are saying, when are you going to start running routes? 
we, okay. you know, we will have this person, this person, this person with you. There was a, there was one old guy that said, he come up to me, he goes, when you come out here and do your routes now, um, let me know. And I said, okay. And he goes, he goes, I got some roads they don't know are still there. Nice. <laughs> and, and the forest service guy standing there and so is the, the local county guy. And they just looked and they said, you know what, if there's some things that need to be cleared off that road, you know, we can keep them closed until your event and then make it look like they've never been closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the other thing that was super neat about it was after I was all said and done, you know, the, the forest service guy, you know, he was handing a key to the other, to the promoter for the rally event. And he said, here you go. Just get that back to me in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's to, you know, to open up all the gates and see where you want to go. And, and then you come back to them and say, Hey, this is where I want to go. And here, you know, it's in my permitting. And then he goes through it and, and approves everything he can approve. And, uh, uh, and then, you know, a couple of days before the event, they open up all those, those gates to, to any, you know, to the, for the rally event mainly, mm-hmm. but you know, other people are used to them being closed, so they're not going to go down. Them. Yeah. So it's, it's really neat. Really that, interesting. That is, that is awesome. And that was one of the few things that would never, you would never see that here in California having, you know, one of the guys with the locked gate with the key handing it off to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they value that key. You know, but oh, yeah. dude, that is, that is awesome. I'm absolutely excited to hear about, you know, how, how it progresses. I mean, and, and, you know, and talking more about it and how maybe it can squeeze the time out, get out there and, uh, and check it out for the event or, or one of the trainings that you do. You know, I think that that's, it's really I cool. Yeah. I think you've got, I, I think that's a really good recipe is just break it down to something really, really simple for people to learn, you know, how to roadbook navigate, you know, don't, don't go fancy. I mean, there, there's people that, you know, shiny object syndrome, I suffer from that. Uh, I haven't found treatment for it yet. I'm not sure I would want treatment for it, but it's one of those things that you, how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole? If you want to just get your toes, dip, you know, dip your toes in it and just kind of check it out, then yeah, there's, there's a lot of simple solutions for it. But you know, if you want to go full send, yeah. Uh, Matthew at Rally Motor Shop is more than happy to help you with all the right stuff, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> It's like you said earlier, right? It's, it's how far do you want to go? You know, what, what's the budget? Yep. So yep. nice. Very nice. Well, cool. Well, I think you may have a card that you need to work on. <laughs> I don't want to keep you from that. You're already in hot water. I don't want to increase the temperature on that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, the thing, my biggest problem right now is I got to put everybody together. I have another conference call here at, uh, in, in a few minutes and then another one at one o'clock, just all, uh, just wrapping up from this past week. So, nice. um, I'm very excited and, and I, I, I hope to see a lot of people out, uh, for the, mock rally in the end of September, September uh, 29th, 30th year in Greenville, Virginia, and then uh, start looking for next year. I'll probably run another mock rally before I run the big rally there in, in Kentucky. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll put the, uh, I'll put some links in the description for people to to check out. And then also when we, uh, when we start sharing the episode, which will be uh, live this Sunday at 10, uh, 10 in the morning, uh, we'll get, um, you know, we'll, we'll get some traffic that way. I think, you know, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people, a lot of the listeners, um, I mean, you may be right in the backyard of, of, of a lot of the listeners that are, that are tuned in. So, uh, it'd be really awesome to see, uh, some, some of the guys, you know, out there, some of the people out there. So 
Awesome. Yep. Build that, build it up out here in, uh, on the East coast so we can get more guys going both, both, both sides of the country. Yeah. To take these. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's I I know there's irons in the fire out here on the West Coast still. You know, I know Kotar Rally not going down this year, unfortunately, but uh, but you know that's not means it's gone. It's just this year. So I'm I'm right. you know I'm I'm excited. There's you know we're we're getting into the rally finally here in the states. You know, maybe it'll yep. grow bigger than soccer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I don't know if we'll do that, but I think it's I think yeah, I think it's it's time. It's it's definitely turned and, and starting to pick up pace again i think it's it's a good good time for it yeah no. it's right right for the thing. i agree awesome all right sir well it, thank you very much todd for being on the show and we'll get uh we'll get those links up and we'll go from uh we'll go from there i'll send you some stuff all right thank you very much for having me victor cool. i really appreciate it yeah of course my pleasure have a good day all right you have a good one Thanks. thank you right, see you bye all right there you have it todd zacker zacker adventures so Zacker Adventures, Z-A-C-K-E-R Adventures.com is the website uh, for him and the group. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this as we're, you know, we're talking and, and all of these little events and micro events and, and small trainings, nothing fancy, just basic routes and things like that. That's how it gets started. And honestly, the way that the validation you get in a road book by nailing all of these different notes and by doing these things, it just, it's the right, it is addicting. You get into a flow. It helps you get into a flow. You're, you know, you have more to think about and more to do. It's not just riding a fast pace. It's not just following arrows. You know, it's, it, there's more brain work involved and it is definitely a little bit more challenging. I will continue to go back to this. And when we, we talked all the way back when, way back when with, with Matthew from Rally Moto Shop, and he said it, look at the used gear market. Look at how many people are taking their navigation equipment and putting it up for sale because they don't want to be doing this anymore. You know, and it is very hard press. And, and just look on eBay. Go do a search on eBay and see if you can find an ICO you know, or one of the RNS units or one of those, you're probably going to see that worldwide there really isn't a market for that. Yeah. In the local flea market areas where, uh, it's local events and things like that, where people get, uh, you know, get used to, or, or do road books, you know, similar to the events that Todd is doing just a smaller, you know, group of people. Yeah. There's probably some used gear stuff going around, but it stays within the group. You know, and then as more people get in, it's just that group starts getting bigger and bigger. So I would really like to see the continuation of the growth of this, especially with the middleweight adventure bike class. We've talked about this a bunch of times, you know, in, in previous shows is I really want to see how we can get more adventure bike guys doing these kind of things in road books that are more apt to what they do on an adventure bike or what the capability of an adventure bike is and adventure bike rider capability of the adventure bike more often than not is more than the rider. So I do think, you know, obviously training and doing those kind of things is, uh, is definitely a worthwhile, uh, pursuit, you know, making sure that you're trained, that you're confident that you know what the bike can do, what you can do on the bike. You know, you have to push your comfort zone. You have to do these things. And all of a sudden you realize you're doing it. So I'm, you know, it, we've gotten into the warmer months, so I was hoping to get out to, there's a local school here, Sedlock Off-Road School, uh, that does different training events. 
uh, for both enduro and uh, motocross and adventure bikes. So I want to try and get out and do a couple other classes since they're right here local to me and and just seek, you know, if you're listening and wherever you're at, you know, seek out people that that do these classes that do the riding that, you know, that you can learn from. Um, and then I'll, and I will say though, and I go back to the class that I did with, um, off-road smart, uh, and Jose Carrasco is that just remember that sometimes advice is given to you in, a, and it comes from a place of trying to help you, but in some cases is actually, uh, could be poor form, could be dangerous, could be something or other. So, Watch the videos, you know, I'll watch and, and learn. And I mean, YouTube has a ton of great content. Uh, if I can, you know, recommend, you know, some videos that have that have helped me is literally watching the Sedlak Off-Road School videos. And then at the same time, also uh, purchasing the stuff from Chris Birch and his classes. You know, he's got the Adventure Bike class and he's also got the Enduro class that he came out with. And it's a bunch of videos, really easy to follow along, little tips and techniques. And I can tell you just by watching those videos, I was able to use some of those techniques at the SoCal rally, you know, and it made me dealing mentally with some of these challenges much, much easier. Uh, and, and once you get into that, you're like, okay, this is much better than I thought, or this is much easier than I thought. And it definitely helps your confidence and the ability to ride long distances. Cause that's really what rally is going to be about is, you know, you're going to be riding some longer distances. There's going to be breaks in between, but you still, it doesn't matter. It's still, five stages or in the case of the you know baja rally coming up is going to be six stages that's going to be a long event you know yeah you get breaks yeah you get a lot of stuff in there you know that you get a chance to but it's still six days of riding you know one day after the other so it's while the terrain and while the routes and everything is just absolutely epic at the same time it is it is a longer event it is a challenge so you know that's something you definitely want to be ready for when it comes time to setting up your bike, when it comes time to setting up yourself, your skills, your riding gear, all of that stuff. So anyway, with that being said, guys, remember, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week.